Hello everybody and welcome back for another week. I want to apologize real quick for whatever happened with Craig last week. I had to restart him, which is why I kind of dropped off in the middle of the thing. But today we have the end of the run against Tactical Imperium and the payday part of the episode. Which means that next week is finally the barbecue episode that I've been super excited about for a couple of months now. Which, just to promote it real quick, if you're a $3 patron on the Patreon, you'll be able to get the raw episodes a week ahead of time, which means you'll be able to get the barbecue episode now. Link in the description if you guys want to swing by and check that out. Every bit of it goes right back into the show, so thank you. There's some big character stuff coming up that I can't wait to see how that goes over, and I'm just really excited. The Discord link is still down in the description if you guys want to come hang out on the Discord with people. And a couple of you guys that have picked up some of the shirts and stuff, which is really exciting. Because the more of those I sell, the more of that money is going right back into getting new designs made. I'm probably about halfway to being able to commission another design from somebody. I don't know what it's going to be, but I did just put up a Sunset Scrapyard design for t-shirts and stuff for Scrapper's Scrapyard, which is kind of cool. Really into it. And, oh, on the website, there is now art for every cast member. So Mary Sue, Boz, Richard, Michael, and Chuck all have their own character art, which is awesome. Ethan was great. There's a link to his stuff on the website. So with all of that stuff said, done, and out of the way, let's go ahead and get to this week's episode. All right, he's back. Let's see. Let's see how that works. Awesome. So... I'm going to do another hack on the Basement 1 camera, so I can try and monitor, see if they're going to check that out. Okay. So that's limited to six successes. All of a sudden, a little pep talk and Chuck's in it. I'll probably doing one action a turn to loop that, and then just send it to look at the door, and then send a feed to the team so they can watch it if they want. Sure. I assume you also tell them that you've taken care of the two cameras down there? Two cameras are covered. Um, I need the ID or whatever for the lock that I need to hack. So you guys are free to come into the target level room. RC is free to go up and get his drone now, right? If he wishes. Uh, sure. I believe it was just a you know less than a thirty second deal. Once I'm up there. Yeah, it's real quick. Upstairs, pop off the top with a crowbar that you probably have or some other kind of. I did bring a tool set, so worst case scenario, screwdriver will shove in there. So screwdriver, claw hammer. Something. G4, breaching kit, whatever. So Richard will run back upstairs. Michael and Boz, are you just going in the room, or are you... Boz will wait in the stairwell and continue to listen. I'll roll again if you want. She's kind of in guard mode right now. It's yeah, just... I'll peek my head in and take a look. Uh, you don't see anything on the astral that alerts you. So no spirits, no watchers, no astral barriers, anything like that in here. Awesome. Boss, you can go ahead and roll your auditory perception test to see if you hear anything. So with two hits, you can hear some heavy breathing as RC starts coming back downstairs towards you guys. What are you doing with your drone after you got him out of the crate and booted up? Shut up me, I believe. Okay, so he'll just follow you. I'm trying to keep track of all the cameras that are up or not up, but I do not want to wish to have it just randomly walking in front of cameras that are up. At the moment, the basement one and the basement two cameras are taken care of as per what Chuck told you. So, okay. He's in the clear. You guys are down inside the room with the double maglocks that you guys have to get past. Mary Sue, by now, all of the Tactical Imperium employees are out of the coffee shop and probably heading down the street. 
I will DNI to everybody and let them know. Just give them an idea of how many people and where they're headed. Let's uh, wrap this up, guys. So if I'm down there, uh, I'm going to get to work. Uh, That's where uh, we're at. Ursi, uh, did, did you um, put, put the case back on on the lock? The, the one in the... The one that you you data tapped? No, I was on the way out. Uh, but they're on their way downstairs. I thought you might want to hide maybe in there. I don't know. Oh, they're here. They're actually at the facility now. Yeah, well, they're they're all running in there. The people that were at the coffee shop are on their way back. The people that were still on site are alerted and are looking around. Yeah, they're going to be doing physical patrols, and I assumed seeing a broken open lock is a giant tell. Good call. I shall fix that now. <laughs> Can we get the data tap out of there, or you still need it? Uh, yeah, take it. Cool. I'm going to grab that. Uh, GM? Yep. Hardwares? Hardwares. Oh, my God. It's a roll. All right, so you have successfully reassembled the lock. Are you guys going inside now with your drone, or probably makes the most sense? It's a bit of a tale. There's an armed drone, like you know, hi guys. <laughs> Yo, here's a bit of an idea. They don't actually know that you're physically there. They only have proof that someone's hacked into them. Is there a good hiding spot in the basement, and you can just hunker down for ten, fifteen minutes? I don't know. <laughs> On the off chance we could actually get inside of the thing, that would be a great hiding spot. But I don't know if we can get in there in time. I know, right? Hey, I hate to bring this up. If people are sitting here coming down and getting for us, we need to open this door. RC, I highly suggest you go hop in that huge truck out there and just drive it out the gate. Because then they're going to think that's the reason we came here for it. Sure. Which, if you guys want... You could hide in here and spend some time in here rather than the little tiny room, but that's up to you guys. Do you want to hide in here and just sort of like hide up against the wall, put the drone in the corner, and hope this all goes well? Because if it doesn't, the plan is we shoot everybody, blow the door open, get it done, and get the fuck out of here. How are we time-wise? Because they're supposed to be a mage showing up and putting some rituals on. I have a feeling that they're probably going to rush their ass over here now that there's an alert. The scheduled one is being about closer to 40 minutes from his scheduled time. We could sit on our hoops here, but if that security mage comes down here, this invisibility thing is not going to help us out. I think we should just keep pushing. We have our out. We'll deal with anyone who comes down here, I guess. Yep. Let's just put the drone in the corner, put it in a box with a head on it, see what happens. Boz is going to wait by the stairwell door. Like, she's listening at the door. If she hears hurried footsteps on the stairwell, she's planning to blow the, the stun grenade. Sure. Chuck also has camera feed pointing to those doors. He can also give you a verbal warning. You can point that camera at the doorway. Are you guys just holding up in the little tiny room down there, or are you doing anything in there? Like, are you working on the door to try and get access to it while you wait, or are you just holding your breath and clenching the butts? I didn't think we were waiting. I thought we were going to go crack the door so that we can get in, get the crap, and get out. If we have some coverage over the area, it will not take that much time to pop the hardware on those things, I don't think. Okay. I don't know if Mike agrees with me or not, but like, if that mage is on site, then the invisibility is not going to do us a lot of good. Fact. Okay. Give it, you know, a crack? Yes. A hard one. Aha. If you want to give me two rolls, I need a hardware roll, and I need a stealth roll, just from RC for the moment. Okay. I'll take that. 
I'll take three success. Okay. I'm going to bank that for the moment. Bit of a rest. What are you going to do? All right. Fudge. Oh, Jesus. This is tense. Victory. Almost victory. <laughs> if I can get Richard, Boz, and Michael to roll their edge. Uh, remaining edge or, ex- or full edge? Your total attribute. Bring us home, Bosley. Nope. Jesus. As Richard is, I guess, palm to wrist deep in this thing, playing with its guts to try and get it to pop open, and Chuck is waiting for the go to hit the pop button on the other maglock. Chuck is going to see a squad of dudes come down the hallway. They're going to start coming down that stairwell. They're going to come to the first basement. You're going to see some flashlights sweep through the room, and then you're going to see a couple of people come in, and they're going to spot the crate that you guys got the drone out of. They're going to circle up for a minute to go through the room to make sure nothing else is going in here. And then you're going to be able to see them head back towards the doorway. And then they're going to head upstairs looking for whatever came out of this box. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As was my master plan. (laughs) Saved by our own stupidity. RC, you're a genius. Thank you, Chuck. One day with lots of practice and experience, you'll be like me. God, I hope not. I don't think we're going to handle two of you. Can we get the door open, guys? And with that, it can pop open as Richard pulls on a thing with his hand underneath and it gives the release. Chuck hits the button and that door opens. Richard will immediately be able to recognize three big air conditioning units in here. A backup, not quite generator, but a power supply regulator that's got a couple of things that are like car battery size attached to it. And then in the middle is a shiny chrome, but still very dusty thing that just has condensation on the outside of it. That is a high security freezer. Well, there you go. Open sesame. I'm going to walk around this thing, give it a full 360 eyeball. I mean, like hands kind of clasped behind my back. Mm-hmm, 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 yes. Before I attempt to sabotage it, where in uh, 12 hours it's going to completely uh, shit a brick. Okay. So what I'm going to need from you is a series of industrial mechanic rolls, unless you got something else in your mind that would be better. I'm fine with that. Okay. Can I teamwork that, or is that not helpful for me through the Matrix? I mean, if you could access schematics or something, or yeah, if, at the very least, you'll be able to give an initial bonus. We'll see what happens with you because I'm about to go looking for you. Again. Okay. Oh, what is that limited? That's data processing, right? I think so. While they're still in this alerted status, I don't think they can spot you. But dependent upon how long he takes down there with the industrial mechanicing. Okay. That would just be the host. Does, um, what's his name have a different deck? Keith might be able to spot you. That's exciting. Yeah. Do we know at this point whether we've kind of blown the bonus or not? I would put the question to you as to whether or not you think you've blown the bonus. Nope. The way I was operating was that if they think that anyone has broken into the facility, then then it's off the table. The way I was understanding is if they thought anybody broke into the facility specifically for the reason of tampering with the evidence, it was 
off the table. So far, they know that we broke something happened in the facility, not that we broke in, and that there is a box that is now open. So that might be right, but I think that that might also be an optimistic reading. I thought the bonus was blown if the freezer broke down in a way that was clearly sabotage and not in just a yeah. malfunctional way. That's something I thought as well. We will find out. That's the only thing that we can do. And if we want to do more smoke and mirror stuff, you have that grenade under the car, so we can just, you know, explode that in a couple days, and they might think it's related to something else, to this. Richard, you got three assist dice for your first industrial engineering role to, to sabotage this thing. Plus three? Okay, one moment. This is going to be a an extended test, so... After each one, you're going to lose a die. I have a threshold in mind on how many hits total I am looking for. Each roll is going to take you about five minutes of work. You have, I believe I just said 40 minutes before the security mage comes by to do his warding and stuff. If you hit it and you want to keep going, that is up to you to make it even harder to differentiate. Let's hope we do it in 30 in five minutes to get the hell out of here. Okay. So here we go. 15 minutes have passed. 20 minutes? After 20 minutes, you have it set up to do what you wanted it to do, but it's not super pretty. Well, we have some more time. That's 20 minutes. Let's go for 25. Okay. Uh, 15 minutes, do I gain I gain more Overwatch, I assume? You would gain more Overwatch. These rolls are atrocious, by the way. Buy new dice, RC. If you still have edge, you are allowed to edge these. That was roll five. This is about to be roll six. One moment. Here we go. Nailed. Uh, yeah. Okay, great. Wonderful. <laughs> so you have it set up to where in 12 hours, shit's going to break, and all of the stuff inside of it is going to be rendered useless. To be fair, although it was shittily rolling, the total dice here was 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, what, 14 hits? So I yeah. hope that means anything. All right, well, until everybody is done, I've done the thing. This is In 12 hours, this thing's going to completely go haywire. It's time to go. Chuck, is the stairwell clear? I double-check all the cameras, and I'm assuming, yes, it's clear for there. You don't see anybody in the stairwell. A couple of minutes ago, you saw some people in the ready room that were getting some rifles and stuff out, but then they have gone into the building itself. There is a guy that you can see from your fly spy that came down. You were able to catch the, the people coming from the coffee shop at a little bit of a jog into the building. They have the rolling door open, the big garage bay door. So what I'm going to need is a sneaking roll for you guys to get out of here. Okay. At the moment, there doesn't seem to be anybody directly in your way, except for the guard at the gate, who is 100% alert now. While they're doing that, I want to hack the camera to look into the main room with the door open? Unless there's a fly spy there. There's a fly spy on the outside that could come into the inside. Yeah, I'm going to hack that one preemptively. Okay. Fours across the board. Alright, so yeah, just look through that camera and make sure that the door that they're going to be leaving through is clear. You don't see anybody in the way. Okay, so I inform them that their path should be clear. Buzz does grab her stun grenade off the stairwells on their way up. Sure. Are you leaving the one on the truck? Uh, we'll see if we're going that way. I think we're going that way, right? You are going that way. You guys can get back into the ready room. 
that has some of the locker doors that are just left open as people grabbed heavier gear out of them. You know, scramble to try and find out what's going on. As they kind of come up to the roadmaster, I guess she's going to ask the group. She says, uh, look, I can get the grenade off of this truck, but that does mean that if they do end up following us, we won't have that, that option. But if we leave it there, they're going to find it eventually. Why don't we just take the truck? Well, that'd be very obvious. And so they know what we came here for. Was it still a truck? Send the ownership of the grenade to me. We can uh, explode it later as another distraction so they think stuff happened another day. Boz takes her comic out of her pocket, looks at it, and she says, uh, is there like a button to do that? Um, uh, uh, just never mind. I'm not going to walk you through it right now. Look, I don't think we should steal this thing. We're kind of scot-free right now. Let's just go. And uh, my drone. My drone! Shit! I'm assuming you took it with you. It's, you can carry it, right? I probably can. I also have control of all the cameras on your way out. Okay, I'm going to sneak out holding my precious drone like a dumbass. <laughs> she slides under the truck and grabs the grenade. I don't think she really wants to blow it up. I think she's kind of leaning towards, like, if I blow this up, well, people are in it. People are going to get hurt. So I guess it's sort of an easy decision for her. Yeah, you can slide under there and grab it real quick. You just, like, toss right next to the engine under there. RC, I'm going to need one more sneaking roll from you for running out of here carrying a drone. That's fine, but I just want you to know this is going to go excellently. Is it a flying drone? I thought it was. No, it's one of the crawling drones. Oh, okay. I'll take that. (laughs) That's not bad. You think four successes. So with two net hits from my guy at the guard booth, He's going to see a drone kind of floating because you are invisible and just kind of awkwardly jostling back and forth down the street. And he is going to shout, hey, and he's coming up from around his little booth. Okay. Question. He's inside the booth, right? He is inside the booth, like leaning out. He's opening the little waist high gate thing to come out and kind of try and stop you guys. So he only knows where the drone is, right? Yeah. Has he noticed everybody? No, he just sees the drone being really weird. Okay. I'm thinking I might go shoot him. Or like... What? Sure. Stun prod him. Sure. You are welcome to go do that. Whew. If you're not wanting to kill, there are alternate alternate ways. Well, no, I mean, I have gel round. Yeah, no, I think I'm going to... Does he look armored? Yeah, he's wearing, like, an armor jacket and a helmet. As he's, like, pushing his way out, I think Boz, like, just sort of steps behind him, casually shoves the stun prod into his neck. He doesn't know you're there. The only person he knows is there is the drone. He is going to be surprised by this. So (laughs) go ahead and roll your stun prod, because it'll still stage up the damage. Okay. Six successes. So as you guys are kind of running down the street, Boz will double back and get the old stun prod out. This guy is pulling his sidearm and aiming at the drone that is running down the street. And you just, back of the neck, stun prod. He seizes up, he drops his gun, his legs knock together, and then he just kind of slumps to the ground in a heap. Buzz hovers over him for like a second with the stun prod in her hand, and then just to make sure he's staying down. And then she lifts the stun prod up and blows across it. And then she just follows after the others. She says over to you and I, problem solved. 
as long as he hadn't run far from the thing, if he was like just outside of the the booth, she'd probably put him back in it. Sure, you can do that. It'll take you a couple of seconds, but you've got a giant pile of agility. You can use like the other two with much lower agility. Okay. Yeah, she just sort of shoves him out of out of sight. Yep. And with that, you guys will be able to drive off into the night. You guys have finished up your job with Tactical Imperium in a well. You finished it, let's put it that way. It wasn't exactly clean or super covert at the end there, but that doesn't matter. You got away. Nobody saw us. Like a plane crash, anyone you can walk away from. So the job finishes, and Chuck gets out of his VR. little alert as he just sits up quickly. I think I think they're done, and uh, we, we, we should get going. Mary Sue starts the car and starts driving away, turns on some music, has it uh, kind of blaring as she drives. She's pretty happy with herself. She's just dancing along as she uh, sits the car on a grid guide and heads back to her apartment. All right, so Chuck, his hands are a little shaking as he gets into the passenger seat and fumbles with his Zen puffer to take another hit. And she's like, uh, that was, um, th- that was something. I almost got everyone killed. It was not a good feeling. All right, you're exaggerating. Everyone's fine. Everything went fine. There was a couple hiccups. It worked out. We're good. Everybody's in the van. We're driving away. Yeah, but it, it could have not worked out, you know? It could have been... Well, uh, let's not think about what could have happened. Let's just focus on what did happen. Sure, but but it's just... I... Uh, just thinking of it is horrible. Then don't think of it. Well, how can I stop? You just think of something else, Chuck. That doesn't work. Chuck, just just enjoy the music. Enjoy the ride. What are you going to do with your payday? Think about that. Get a new body? Yeah. As soon as he says that, she kind of looks a little like, oh. So, <clears throat> what um, what kind of upgrades are you thinking about getting? I don't know. I, I don't know. Some... I want, want it to look normal. I, um... Okay. I, uh, I, I, I think I need to... Yeah, that's about all I know. You just want it to look normal. I mean, they, they do a lot of neat stuff with cyber, I hear. I mean, want any myself, but you could do a lot of stuff. And, and you know, little gadgets, smuggling compartments. I don't know. Yeah. Might be fun. I, I would think somebody like you would, would be excited about this opportunity. Sure, but I mean, I still owe certain individuals lots of money, so I don't even know if I can get it soon. And this freaking thing, he pulls on his shirt, pulling it down, scratching. It's just super itchy all the time. She kind of eyeballs it again, just looking a little sad and sympathetic, but covers up quickly. Well, I mean, you know, <clears throat> I don't really need my, my payout if I, I can give it to you if, if you think it'll help you get get that fixed. Seriously, you... I, thanks. I, I, you... Well, of course, Chuck. You're my friend. Why wouldn't I help you? I don't know. You just abandoned me after the university job until you need me what? to come back and work? Wait, what do you... Abandon you? What are you talking about? Abandoned you? It was like a week and a half. No phone call, no contact, and then... Hey... You're working at McHugh's. We need your help. Oh, you're completely strung out on long haul. We need your help. Hurry up. Like, what, am I just a computer to you guys? Mary Sue's going to give him a hard look 
and she's going to do a small smile. She goes, well, um, last time I checked, comm links work both ways. Did you call me to see how I was after that job? No, 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 I didn't. you right. didn't. I was dealing with so, all the shit. What shit? What? What shit? I got fired. I got freaking kicked out of my house where I was oh living. Oh my God. Fired from a, a, a direct job at a fast yeah, food yeah, place. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm so that. sorry. I got you fired from a crappy job and gave you a better paying job. I'm probably paid out an entire uh, year. I'm talking about my TA job where I was learning and teaching and being useful to society and not some petty criminal stealing stuff for people. I'm not petty. Whatever. <sighs> Fine. Your TA job. Okay. I mean, were you really doing great in school? Was everything on track? Were you happy? Ah, uh, yes. I was going to get my master's and then hopefully get a PhD. And then from there, maybe a professor or be something. I don't know. I didn't think that far ahead. I like no, the idea of academia. just like you didn't think when you jumped on a grenade and landed yourself into this position. <sighs> well, don't blame me for your decisions. I'm just going to get out, okay? No, no, you're not going to... We're driving! Well, you just... Fine, fine. I'll pull over. I'll let you out. Just don't jump out of a moving car being all dramatic. You're just like Goldie. You're blowing everything out of proportion, Chuck. Everything. <sighs> Whatever. Just car comes to a stop. Opens the door. Bye. Slams the door shut and just walks off. Bye. She screams to her shut door. She has the car start up again and, and go. And yeah, she will probably cry the rest of the way home. Chuck calls a grid guide. Takes him back home. Angry and frustrated. First thing he does when he gets back to his place after unlocking everything is making a nice tray of brownies. So you guys do have a number for Mr. Johnson to call him when the job is done, which I presume will be sometime the next day. Mary Sue will call the next day that morning. Sure. He sets up a meeting at the sports bar place at more or less the usual time, quarter to 11, right before the place opens. Mary Sue will send a calm message. She's not going to call anybody or talk to anybody. She's going to send a calm message. And it's simply going to say the location and the time. No images, no smiley faces, nothing. Just the location and the time. Not even like a new yin? Nope, nothing. Just meeting the Johnson here at this time. Would that message have been a group message? Or yes. Everybody that's going to get a payment will get the message. Not Fine. that I want to see your face. Wow. Uh, so what is the location? The sports bar at 11 o'clock. Oh, we're going back to the same spot. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't seem wise, but yeah. Yeah, we're, we're pretty small time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you guys all arriving on your own, or are you meeting up somewhere beforehand like last time? This is sort of out of character, but I think we should kind of get in the habit of doing that. Um, I mean, if it were me. I wouldn't want people showing up to, like, a potential ambush, like, piecemeal. You know what I mean? Yes, we should all die together versus one person being the canary. So does Boz say, hey, let's meet up at such and such place prior? Yeah. Um, we don't really have a place that we normally meet up at, but, like, anywhere. RC, where's the bar that you hang out at? Uh, that, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think that's a good idea. You don't want to go to Hooters or something? 
That's fine. Chuck, idea man. <laughs> what are we thinking about Hooters? So you guys just all meeting up somewhere and then driving over together? Are you guys going out for breakfast beforehand? Bob doesn't really eat breakfast, so. Go to the Brown Spoon, and then we'll head over. Meet meet there first. Yeah, I mean, that's a familiar spot. Sure. Unless, like, people familiar with the paradynamics situation knew that we hung out there. You guys haven't been there in, like, two months. So we head there. Yeah, it's like a good spot. We can leave. We got a little parking lot. We can leave some vehicles out there. Sure. Mary Sue will get there early and sit down and have some coffee while she's waiting. Sure. It'll take a little while for everybody else to show up. The Brown Spoon is a place from the prologue. Mary Sue, do you want to remind the people that may not have listened to the prologue what happened here? The Brown Spoon was a place that RC liked to go to, and it was a greasy little diner that just wasn't doing well. It was usually empty a lot and their decor was lacking. And so Mary Sue talked to the owners on her first visit and gave them some tips of things they could do to spruce it up a bit. And then the next time we went there, they had done that and it was slowly turning into kind of a hipster place, which Mary Sue loved and RC hated. <laughs> well, very succinct and accurate. But they had more customers, it looked nicer, the food was better, so I think the owners were happy as well. I can't wait to see what's happening now. Does the owner recognize Mary Z? It has kind of progressed along that path. It has not necessarily expanded, but as you come in, you will see that there are more people working there, and that there are more customers just kind of hanging around. Are you dressed down or are you, what is your attire? Do you think that they would recognize you? She's dressed for a meeting with the J. So she's dressed corporate but her eyes are a little puffy and her hair isn't done as nice and her clothes aren't as put together and as neat as they normally are. She just looks just, just a tiny bit disheveled for Mary Sue. Fashionable disheveled, I'm sure, for her. Yes. A young guy will come by and get your order get you your coffee or whatever, and then he'll go away. And then a couple of minutes after you've had your coffee, Mrs. Brown will come by and do that like double tape thing at you. And then she'll recognize you. Start to make small talk if you're into it. Mary Sue's will be polite and kind of feign listening to her, put on the smile and, and nod and, and say, oh, that's great at the appropriate times, or I'm so happy for you, or She'll respond like that, but she won't delve more. She won't offer more advice. She'll just do the nod your head, smile, that kind of stuff. Sure. Somewhere in there, she will mention that they had to take out a loan from a Mr. Giuseppe, but he's been very nice and helpful. And some of his coworkers have been helping to promote the place. There's like a mid-40s man, woman, and then another guy that are wearing suits and look a bit Italian off in the one corner having some coffees. We'll just kind of make some small talk there until everybody else starts pulling up. Um, boss isn't long after. She looks pretty well put together compared to Mary Sue. Looks like she's been up for a while. She's got her usual well-kept, pressed and clean business attire and her duster slung over her shoulder. And she walks in, sees Mary Sue sitting at one of the tables and goes up and gets herself a coffee before she sits down with her. And she says, I don't know about you, but I slept real well last night. Mary Sue's just going to take a drink of the coffee and just kind of deadpan look at Boz. That's wonderful to hear, Boz. I'm happy for you. 
I was pretty sure that we weren't going to get through that without some problems, but I guess I don't want to talk about it here. So. Yeah, it's probably best we don't talk about it at all. Buzz grins. Just leans back. She's not really a small chatty person, so she'll just kind of like sit there and drink a coffee for, you know, until the next person shows up. Chuck walks in in a red hoodie, hood up, and some cargo pants. Big bags under his eyes. Eyes are a little bloodshot. Seems a little twitchy. Sits down. Leg just like jumping up and down. <sighs> Morning. Yeah, all right there, Chuck. Yep, yep. I'll, um, I'll, uh, didn't, well, I didn't sleep. An important meeting, apparently, so I took some long haul to make sure I can do this. You yeah. should take it easy on that stuff. Sure. Maybe next time. RC pulls up in the van. I get out. Go into the brown spoon. What is the decor? What's the hipster factor? Out of a 10, it's probably at like a 7 or 8. So we're talking like something like faux steampunk, you know, rustic thing, or is there other ferns? There are not ferns. It's got a very Italian feel to it. Wall-hanging words, just like food and coffee, just hanging on the wall. It's really obnoxious. It would be an AR, but... Oh. Sorry. See, I'm going to walk in, and just honestly just has disgust. It's just dripping contempt as he looks around in horror of what happened to what was once a beautiful, real, established bar with roots. It was gritty and had heart and soul, and now has been replaced with what is no doubt faux wood, plastic, and just emptiness. The soul has left. It's like an old church with broken stained glass. It's sad. So, Marcy will go in, though, overcome the contempt, order whatever passes for coffee. And the more questions I'm asked, he's asked about the coffee, the more upset he gets. It's just just coffee. And it's just for everyone else. Hey, guys. Well, what's up? Not much. Looks like uh, these two didn't get a lot of sleep last night from the looks of them. Well, who could sleep? It's today. It's happening. Yes. I slept like a baby. Mary Sue will just good morning, R.C. It is a good morning. It's an awesome morning. Morning. R.C.'s not thinking about money in Dugan. He's going to be uh, you know, a pretty happy guy. <laughs> Priorities. This bar is horrible, but I'm going to get paid today. Yes. So at RC's outburst of getting paid today, you guys look out and you see Michael walking down the street. Uh, he's has a, a long coat on. His hair seems to be kind of on end and wild, like he hadn't combed it over the night. In his hand, he's taking a draw off of a cigar and he kind of looks in, waves to you guys and points at the cigar, almost as if asking if they're allowed to the building. I can't see them doing smoking in this building. It's a nice older place. Ah, looking, he kind of drops his head a little bit, puts the cigar out on the side, and then walks over to come inside and join everybody. How we doing, guys? Mary Sue, Chuck, you guys look like you got hit by a Drek wagon. What's going on? Good morning, Mike. Just couldn't sleep. Made a few brownies. As he says that, you might notice the smell of baked goods left over from his shirt. Mike looks around. What, you didn't bring them back? Nope, couldn't sleep. Ate them. They were good. Maybe next time. Mike, it smells like you were celebrating. It was real. As real as you can get here. Fair enough. It's been a while since I've been out with some friends, you know? I mean, it, it's been a while. So, yeah, I have a reason to enjoy something. A little bit strenuous, yeah. but you know what? It got the blood going. Yes, I definitely feel you. That's why you said you didn't get any sleep, right? And he looks at Chuck. <laughs> 
No sleep. Where'd you like taking a long haul the whole time you were, you know, the event? Wink. No. Uh, wink, wink. Uh, no, that was Zen. He didn't notice the wink, probably. I took the Zen to calm myself, and then, um, then, um, yeah, I uh, just couldn't sleep. Too much adrenaline after Zen wore off. It's my guess. Well, fair enough. So, I mean, man, welcome to it. I gotta say, it went, well, it didn't go great, but it went pretty well, right? We're live. Hey, uh, we're all here, so why don't we save the talk for the van, right? Yeah, fair enough. I mean, we're kind of fresh off the back of this thing, so. Look at that gigantic brownie. Waiter, I need that giant brownie. Let's just get in the van and go, and she just stands up and walks out. My brownie! Oz grabs her coffee and kind of just sort of casually follows after. Chuck waits for one more person to leave before he follows. Which will probably be Richard, as they are taking a moment to box up his giant brownie. Yeah, it's like, I have the keys, guys, so this is happening. Mary Sue just walks out and just leans against the van, waiting for everybody to come out. Michael heads out, relights up that cigar, and takes a drag and walks over. So, uh, what's going on with you, Mary? She puts her head back against the van, sighs, closes her eyes, and just, Michael, I just don't understand how, it's just, I don't, I, I try, I try, Michael, I do, but you just, you just can't please some people, especially the anxious, anxiety-ridden, paranoid people that just come at you for the silliest things that are beyond your control, and quite frankly, he could have called too. This Boz has a cigarette between her lips, and she's lighting it, and she's sort of eyeing Mary Sue as she says this, and she says, wait, what is, what is this about? So, when Chuck and I left, he gets in the car, and, and he's talking about, oh, the maybes and the what-ifs, and he's, like, spiraling into just anxiety, and so I'm trying to calm him down. I told him, stop thinking about it. Think about something else. Like, what are you going to do with your money? And he's going on and on about getting new cyber. And then he starts complaining how it itches and how it's terrible. And then somehow I'm blamed because he got fired from a shitty job at McHugh's. And then I'm, I'm blamed because I treat him like a computer and didn't talk to him for a week and a half after the college job. Because apparently I'm supposed to call him every day to see how he is. I didn't realize that. I didn't get that memo. But he's pissed at me. I don't know why. I don't know what I did, but I'm being blamed for this. And he's upset because he lost his TA job at the college. And uh, You know, I just, <laughs> I didn't ask him to jump on a grenade. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't expect him to. I didn't want him to. But no, it's my fault. <laughs> um, okay, so clearly I've missed something here. Um, I'm going to presume that the grenade comment was figurative, but no, no, Michael, no, Chuck literally jumped on a grenade to save RC. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Kids got a set. All right. So <laughs> now there's brave, and then there's stupid. This was his first run. No, With him. He wasn't. With, no, he was, no. This, this was literally a stuffer shack. Yes. So he's still new to this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, we can't really honestly talk. We're still technically new to this, too. Having a few under our belts, but that's not anywhere near being considered a veteran. But he's like, 
baby mewling fresh new. Well, here's my advice. The guy's freaking out because he just did something and is dealing with a lot of stress. Maybe just let him stress out. Some people just got to work through stuff. I know I wouldn't want to hear it. Someone told me to stop thinking about it. It's not that easy, right? Sometimes you just got to let a thing run its course. He'll get used to it or he'll get out of the game. Either way, it's not going to always be like this. Sounds like there's a lot that I need to catch up on with you guys. Is RC coming out of the cafe yet? Whatever you want to dramatically come out. RC's going to exit out. He's going to throw like the little box that the giant runner came in into the trash, stuff it in the mouse, stuff the brain in his mouth, and he walks up like, no, no, but that decor is awful, but this, this brain is pretty good. I can, I can get behind this brownie. Let's go. I might grab another. No, I'll just, no, fine. No, you had your trash. This is my brownie. There's no sharing of the brownie. Are you sure? I'll bring you a tray. You'll bring me a tray of what? Brownies. This is enough brownie. I got a brownie the size of my head. I'm going to eat this brownie. And we're going. We're going. We're going. ARC, what was your smoking policy on your van again? No. As, as boss goes around to the side of the car with her cigarette. Yeah, that that's a no. There's no smoking in the van. It will upset the delicate electronics. No, it won't. Do I need to fry your electronics? It will get into the upholstery. Do you understand how, how horrible it is? Buzz just sort of grins and crushes her cigarette out and gets in. See? There you go. Seven minutes of your life back. Get in the van. Uh. Mary Sue just levels Chuck with a dirty look and then hops in the van. Chuck just rolls his eyes. Mike hesitantly puts out the cigar and climbs into the very back. One awkward car ride later, you guys are outside of the sports bar. You will see the same Honda Artemis that was out here the last time you guys came in. It is still before opening as you guys approach. None of the AR is all set up. It's probably even the same bartender that was here the other time. You'll see some of the servers over there off the side doing pre-opening stuff. And sitting at the bar is the guy who gave you this job with a cigarette, a coffee, and presumably a whiskey. Mary Sue's going to straighten her hair and walk up to him with a big smile. Well, hello. How are you today? He looks up from his setup there, very surprised for this bright and cheerfulness, because clearly it's too early in the morning for this shit. Never. Too early for whiskey, though. Nope. Is everybody coming up to the bar, or are you guys just kind of milling? Buzz walks up, gets a, a whiskey from the bartender. You have any milk? Buzz shoots RC like the strangest look. It's so dry. My mouth is so chocolatey right now. He's suffering brownie withdrawals. Mary Sue shoots him an annoyed look, like, really? But I want a white Russian without the alcohol. The Johnson will look to the bartender, give him a nod. The bartender will do a quick round with you guys. He will get you a milk. He'll get Boz the whiskey. Uh, anybody else getting anything fun just for giggles? Oh, yeah, whiskey. Mary Sue is just going to have that whiskey. As soon as she is told that's hers, she is slamming it back in one go. Chris. Hmm. The bartender will see that. He's going to put down the next two whiskeys. He looks to see if Chuck's getting anything. Chuck kind of looks side-eyed. Um, can I get a Coke? He'll give you the bartender nod, and as he goes to get you your Coke, he puts another whiskey in front of Mary Sue. If he puts it in front of her, she, again, just slams it back. The bartender will take a look at you, 
take a look at the Johnson. The Johnson will shrug. Bartender will put up a Coke, grab his set of like glasses, pick them up and head to the back, leaving you guys with the Johnson at the bar by yourselves. So job done. I guess, uh, you can just give us our, uh, yen and we can walk out. He'll finish off his cigarette and kind of reach around in his pocket. I was kind of quick. I also noticed there's more of you than last time. We didn't all come last time. We added another individual to help us get the job done, and don't worry about it. It's not like we're asking you for extra money. Just give us what we agreed on, and we can be on our way. He gives you a little bit of a look, because last time you were super cheerful and happy, and now you're being mean. I'm not being mean, I'm being direct! So he'll pull out a singular cred stick, and he'll stick it on the table. Money's yours on how you want to spend it. If I don't hear anything about the bonus situation, I will send the rest of it along through our mutual friend. That will be fine. She'll grab the cred stick and hand it to Boss. Boss takes it, Box it. So, I guess that concludes our business. Please feel free to contact us if you have any other jobs that require our services. You don't need to go through our mutual friend at all, and she'll give her comlink, a burner comlink number to him. You can just call us direct. He'll go in AR to receive that burner number and Mm -hmm. come back out of it. He will hold up his little whiskey glass as a little salute. With that, you guys are free to go. Buzz downs the rest of her whiskey and stands up and heads for the door. Mary Sue puts a hand out to shake his hand. He'll shake. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. And she'll just walk out. The minute she gets out of that door, that smile's gone and she's back to her mood. Now, up until this point, I don't think any of us have checked the actual cred sticks. Nope. I gave it to you. Well, Buzz, well, you don't want to be the one who, like, opens the thing and starts counting the cash, right? You want to look professional. No. So as soon as she's outside, Boss takes the cred stick out and takes a look at it. Yeah, that's that's a Kenny Rogers rule. You don't catch your money when you're at the table. Mm-hmm. That's true. So what's on the cred stick? The full amount minus the bonus, so 100,000 millions. Boz looks at it and looks at Mary Sue and just nods her head. Once we get in the van, Boz, can you just transfer the funds over to everybody and make sure you send my portion to Chuck? Wait, what? Don't ask. All right, if you say so. Thank you. Chuck just kind of scowls. As soon as they're back in the van, Buzz starts doing that, like, right away. Really, Mary Sue? I mean, it's not my business, but, uh, I mean, don't you need money? Well, yeah, see, I mean, I have... I have rent and I have bills and I have, I have things I have to spend money on, but apparently, apparently, I'm just an overly generous person that thinks about her friends and their feelings, and Chuck needs this more than I do. And it's kind of a sarcastic smile at Chuck. RC has a face that looks like the deer when it hears the cheetah in the grass. Like, oh no. For Frank's sake, just, I don't need the extra money. No, no, you need new cyberware because it itches you. And I said last night that I would be more than happy to give you my payout so you could afford to do that. And so I will make good on that promise because I wouldn't want you to feel abandoned. <sighs> whatever. Do whatever you want. Chuck just sits down and not looking at Mary Sue. Oh, she is doing the classic, just looking out the window. Well, okay. I'm sorry I asked.
Yeah. Yeah. Look, I sent I sent the money out. Everyone check your account and make sure that you got it. Presumably the money is there in boss, it's not all robbers. Yeah, yeah, it's probably accurate. It would be a poor decision to try and rob you guys of this money when she is in broad daylight outside of a sports bar and wasn't the one that drove. I mean, she can drive. She wanted to, like, steal the van, too. (laughs) Eh. Let's move on. So, where to, everybody? Back to my car. I have some stuff to do, and I'm supposed to meet up with Valentine tonight. So when is, like, in relation to now, when is Scrapper's thing? Couple of days. It was going to be two weeks, and that was about a, like, two or three days, I think, into your job, and then you had a couple of days while you were waiting for that stuff that you bought. That still leaves, like, seven-ish days until it was, like, after your job is over and you're not being hunted by the cops, we'll have our little barbecue. So, but then we dropped Mary Sue off, and then I, you know, I asked like, "Hey, so what is up?" I thought you and Mary Sue were pretty tight, you know. I mean, you did jump on a grenade. It's nothing, RC. Just whatever. Wasn't that grenade for you, though? Well, if Chuck would like to amend his story that he jumped on a grenade to save me, I mean, uh, do, do you want the video footage? I apparently did it to save you. I have no clue why. I'm not saying you're a bad person or anything. It just doesn't make sense. You know, when things get real tense like that. It's easy to make snap decisions that, you know, they speak to who you are deep down, right? And I'd say, you know, it was probably stupid, but it probably makes you a good person too, right? Maybe. I don't know. I was dumb. I know you've had a rough go of it, and we can't all understand your position and everything, but like, hey, you got paid, you got 40 grand, you know? I mean, and you did a great job back there, man. I mean, there's just something right about being good at something and getting paid to do it? I mean, I guess. But I have to launder this money somehow. Why? I don't want the IRS knocking on my door. Well, hell, don't tell them. Yeah, it's on a cred stick that's not traceable. There's no use on it. It's not tied to you. It doesn't have your name on it, dude. Sure, but when I go back to school in a year... They're going to see, oh, hey, you got this. How did that happen? And frankly, I don't want people asking questions. Your rich uncle, he dotes upon you. He's and a doter. Gifts are still taxable. Yeah, but no one's going to ask that you fill out the proper tax forms for a gift in school. IRS, mate, if they get wind of it. Oh, hell. You're thinking about this way too much. Mike, you grew up in like a slave situation like i mean how how often have you dealt with taxes can you take a break this is kind of i'm sorry like the irs doesn't go around looking for young people in expensive cars and auditing their tax reports i think they do kind of do that boz i haven't dealt with taxes and guess what i'm still not dealing with taxes the irs can't look into us because we don't exist chuck's still in the system what that's what, what i'm saying why I don't know. I mean, he still wants to have his life and do this, too. I I think it's a bad idea, but it's his choice. Well, I need to finish school. What am I going to do without an education? I mean, you made pretty good money last night. Sure, and I almost got everyone killed. Yeah, but that means you absolutely didn't get us killed. You didn't almost get everyone else killed. Why do you think I was in there? 
I didn't have any skills to break into that place. So that was mostly RC. RC's the one who took care of the machinery, right? Right. So why was I in there? Because the very high shelves. In case things went wrong. Exactly. I think in case we're wrong. We have plan Bs, and we know that you're not always going to be able to do the things you want to do. We have other ways of dealing with it. It's not all on you. If you screw up, it's on us to, to sort of deal with it. Sure, you don't exactly know the whole story. I freaked out and almost had God coming down on me in the cafe across the street. This is your first time. The problem lies where? Look, I just, I need more practice. I don't know how this Drek works. I want to make sure I'm legally covered in case stuff happens. I'm going to pay my goddamn taxes like a proper citizen. Sure, fine. Go incorporate a business. Buy your own. I don't know. You solve that, but you'll still keep most of it. And, you know, you didn't get caught. You keep talking about what almost happened. We almost got caught. God almost caught you. That sounds like a bunch of stuff went right. They didn't catch you. We didn't get caught. We did the thing. We're sitting on a pile of money. I mean, you know, it's a pretty good day, right? Sure, sure. Hey, whatever. Chuck, got a question for you. What is it you do? Computer stuff, apparently. It's either a yes or a no. You do it or you don't do it. Do you do it? Is that, like, limited to, like, getting into uh, another computer system, another network, looking at what they do, your, your computery stuff that you do? Well, I mean... I'm mainly a math person, but I was specializing in a little bit of stuff related to that, yes. Oh, a math person, so you're good with numbers. Yes. So you're talking about worrying about having to launder Nguyen, and you can do all these things with computers, and you're good with numbers, so... Why don't you just make yourself a document stating that you got the money as a refund or something? Because I don't know tax law very well. You don't need to. If you got a receipt or something that says, I paid this guy for this service. I paid this guy for that service. Who's to follow? We can find you a shady lawyer. I mean, with 40000 million, we can get you all kind of shady lawyers who can set up whatever kind of Caribbean trust you want to set up. I know a guy, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, Boz, aren't you always talking to a lawyer for some reason or another? Yeah, some reason. Kind of quirk my eyebrow up at you at that. I mean, I'm just saying, there's ways to solve problems. I mean, the world we live in, money talks, BS walks. So, I'm just saying, think about it. you got options. When you go back to school, you can probably figure it out. An extra, you know, 20 grand, 40 grand. Then you get a little smooth of a ride. Maybe you have a little bigger dorm room than everybody else. You know, Boz, Boz lives in a tree. Now she can buy California Redwood to live in. See? I hate you so much, RC. <laughs> Look, Chuck, all I'm trying to say is you're sweating the small stuff. Here's a question. Did you open your eyes this morning? Did you take a breath? Are you able to move those two things you call legs? I think that's a yes. I'll check marks. So whatever happened yesterday, happened yesterday. Skip it. Move on. You got me. Let me tell you something, Chuck. The night before last, I didn't sleep a wink. I was freaking out because I was I was pretty sure that I was going to end up having to kill somebody yesterday. And I didn't. Today's a good day. Everything went fine. No, none of our friends got hurt. 
Nobody got hurt. We did the thing. We got out. Yeah, there were some hiccups along the way, but you know, this was a this was this was fine. You don't got to stress about it. Just you know, if you want out of this game that we're playing here, I understand that 100. percent But feeling sorry for yourself at this point is not going to make anything better. Just be glad that things went okay. You're better off yet today than you were yesterday. And that's that's all you need to know. Yeah, but we need you, man. We need a Matrix man, a computer dude. Someone ice cold on the keyboard, man. Come on, help us. You can join up. I got drones. She's huge. He's bigger. We would like for you to stick around. But uh, this isn't a high school. I'm not going to sit here and pressure you to do something you don't want to do. If you didn't like the taste of what you got yesterday, no one's going to force feed it to you. Just whether you want to take the next job or you don't. Well, I mean, to get the torso I need, it's going to be roughly 60000 So there's no other real way to get money that quickly. Where there's a need, there's a way. I got a small thing. Two days after this little heart-to-heart thing that happened, I don't know if it's a conversation or a come-to-dunkles-on moment or something like that, Michael, you get a message on your comlink. If you have a work comlink, it's that comlink. It is a confirmation for that evening for a reservation at Lafay's for yourself and three others. All right. I will uh, make sure I annotate the date, the time, location, and whatnot. And I will make sure that the three others are properly educated, if you will, on protocol. For some clarity, the name that is on the reservation is not Michael. Correct. The name on the reservation is what? Scratch. The question I have then is, you're just bringing your family? Yep, that's who the invitations are for. I'm presuming that's what she needs to talk to. No, that's fine. I was curious as to how that was going to go. And we can talk a little bit about how that goes later on. If I can get Richard, Boz, and Michael to roll their edge. Uh, remaining edge or, ex- or full edge? Your total attribute. Bring us home, Bosley. Nope. Jesus. You guys kind of nailed it, so. So between your five, or I'm sorry. Wait, just to clarify, this so it's not like a walk-in freezer? No. You know that thing in Jurassic Park? Yeah, I remember you linking the video. Yeah, okay, I got you. I, this entire time, I've been imagining this thing as like a... No, it only holds blood samples, and like a little bit of tissue samples. It's not, you know, it's not holding full... Yeah, I just figured there'd be like a lot of them. Like, yeah, okay. No, no uh, yeah, okay, great, wonderful. <laughs> what a complete shit show this has been <laughs> for me. <laughs> That's the, Yeah, you got the shit dice today. Wow. You did really good on the first roll and pretty okay on the second roll at then five and then three successes. And then it was two, two, one, one. 
the total dice here was 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, what, 14 hits? So, I don't yeah. know if that means anything. You got two over my threshold, so we'll see where that comes up into play when I roll some dice after you guys are out of here. Anything for successes? Four, four is across the board. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Why do you roll so well? What? Like, why? That's 60%? Sorry. See, are you happy now, Richard, that my dice are now terrible? <laughs> no, because my dice have been terrible for, like, a ridiculous amount of rolls. <laughs> it was like it was one roll. Uh, so how are you guys feeling? That's good. It's easier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, you guys made your rolls and handled your, your oh shit moments well. Yeah, I think... Um, if this, I would probably would have had people go down to the, probably like that's, that's sort of what they're here to defend. And that was the one thing that kind of like stuck out is like, this is probably easier than it should be because if this was a bank, for example, and they thought someone was breaking into the bank, they'd probably send people to the vault vault, right? So they had an alert from the camera on that floor. Yeah. With the drone. They found the drone crate open and exposed. Um, they didn't have any alerts from downstairs. The mana barrier was busted from first to second floor or from first floor to the basement. Um, and you guys rolled enough hits on your luck roll for them to be like, all right, let's go find out what got out of this thing. Yeah. I just think like, I don't think it would be a luck thing. Like, I think it would be procedure. Like if that's, if the whole job of this place is to like protect this stuff, they'd probably be like, all right, we have any kind of security issue. We should probably go make sure that they're not like there's nothing going on. At well, the I don't feel that is their primary job. They're a security company, right? It's not just. Okay. I mean, they're known for magical security. I still think it would have made sense for someone to, you know, at least, all right, you two go downstairs, make sure it's secure. Just yeah. make sure the door's not unlocked, sort of thing. Yeah. The things that you busted up were, you know, ritual magic samples. So that, well, for one, it's going to make them look bad. If they've got to go to a company that they have a contract, it's like, you know, we lost all of your ritual magic samples for your employees. That's <laughs> going to make them look bad. And two, with you guys ruining it, if anybody does a run on any of those employees with those ritual samples to extract them or whatever, they don't have the ritual sample back up to try and find them. Yeah, I figured it was something like that. Um, but you guys got out and I will be rolling some dice probably tomorrow to see, uh, whether or not they, they catch you messing with that specifically, but your stuff is going to cook. It's, you're not going to be like, oh, well they came down an hour later and you're tampering and you're all screwed. So fuck you. That would be annoying. Yeah. I'm just glad I remembered to ask about scrubbing and making. Uh, I was really glad that you guys brought Michael inside because if you just had him outside sustaining, you would have crashed headfirst into that mana barrier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was sucked. Uh, that, that, that was pretty good. That worked out fairly. I think that worked out as decently as it could with some of the worst dice rolls I could have <laughs> ever had. Like That was hilariously bad. I had some of the best dice rolls ever. You were rolling real well. Yeah, like that was, that was impressive. I actually rolled pretty but decently. Thank, thank God. Decker's in a rough spot. Like the, the more I look at Decker's, the more it's like you pretty much can't screw anything up, and you you pretty much have to have edge because you cannot fail. 
Yeah, they have like a domino effect thing that goes on where if they start to fail, it becomes worse and worse and worse and harder to get rid of it. Yeah. Right. All right. Because I mushed two episodes together or two recording sessions, that was from the end of the run part, and the rest of these outtakes are from the getting paid part. That I finally got my OBS properly reconfigured after accidentally changing my UBS USB plugs on my headset and causing everything to be ruined. Typical, right? Yeah, no, just, you know, podcaster things, hashtag. Even getting it backwards is a podcaster thing, you know. Hashtag podcasting life, yes. Yep, apparently Windows has a problem with putting headphones into USB 3 ports. I just found that out recently. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know what's up with it, it's just weird. It's like, oh hey, this is that headset that you've been using, right? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, and you put it into a a different USB port, right? Uh Uh-huh. And you can hear stuff through it, Uh uh-huh. And you can say stuff, Uh uh-huh. OBS is like, this is a new headset, who dis? It's just annoying. But that's not important right now. Do you guys have anything you want to do for the rest of the night, or you just want to kind of time skip a little bit? Uh, time. I'm. I don't got anything. I think Boss is staying in town, probably. So I wanted Chuck to have a bit of a meltdown for almost getting everyone killed. Hey. Well, Chuck and Mary Sue are together, right? In her car. Everybody else is in the van. Yeah, you guys could do a little quick little thing if you want. Yeah, I just. I can't. Th- remember anything that happened last session you nearly ruined everything yeah um you had a bit of a panic attack yeah you were on some zen right took some drugs um i think oh you were hacking the camera in the basement i believe it was right first basement and and you failed and ice started spawning and a spider started looking for you it was keith and um you couldn't stay hidden. Yeah. You kept trying to hide and having that not work out for you. And all kinds of other terrible things. And eventually Mary Sue talked you back from the ledge and you rebooted. And apparently you're also angry at Mary Sue for something else. Yeah, I know. That one I remember. Which? Just oh, yeah, of course you him, did. Abandoning him. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> well, it sounds hey. like you're riled up enough. Ready? <laughs> Because <laughs> I am too. <laughs> and yeah, she will probably cry the rest of the way home. No, no. Not in front of you, you monster. <laughs> so, but that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. We had a fight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to be oh. so awkward at the barbecue. It's going to be great. Oh, Spe- first couples special. fight. What? <laughs> Especially if uh, Valentine's going to be there. That's going to. Why be. wouldn't he be there, Chuck? He's my boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> nope. Nothing. Just meeting the Johnson here at this time. Boz replies with an eggplant. <laughs> you can cut that one. <laughs> <laughs> You're right there. Have you? Re- You're right there. Have you recovered? Oh, damn it, that hurt, coughing. <laughs> okay, okay, let's go on. RC, where's the bar that you hang out at? I know that RC <laughs> hangs out at a runner bar. No self-respecting runner bar is going to be open before 11 o'clock in the morning. That's crazy talk. 
I mean, we're going, aren't we going to the sports bar? Like that's, it's, we don't get to decide. I don't think we go where the Johnson wants us to go. Yeah. Sort of. It's like, here I am to give you guys a pile of money. Where are you at? We're at this other bar. Well, come hang out. Come you on, come, come to hang out with us. Want to come over here and hang out with my hundred thousand other friends? Yeah. Yeah. You must have missed the memo. It's not very hipster. That's not hipster at all. Uh, it's future hipster. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, you, like, you can't you like, can't know what that is. It's like super pixelated AR, you know. Yeah, it's like the original yeah. AR. Yeah, all, all their coffee comes with free dank memes. <laughs> <laughs> Only the dankest. <laughs> <laughs> he gives you a little bit of a look because last time you were super cheerful and happy, and now you're being mean. I'm not being mean. I'm being direct. You know, I try telling people at work that I'm being firm, but they're like, no, you're being mean. So let me tell you how that works. Don't be mean to the, to the Johnson. Oh, the Johnson, Johnson has feelings. <laughs> Maybe. Probably not. Maybe though. you're in the wrong job then, Johnson. Damn. He will hold up his little whiskey glass as a little salute. Oh, my God. I so badly want to reach up thinking he's offering it to her and take it and drink it. Feel like she has too many points in etiquette for that. <laughs> <laughs> she does. That's why I said I I so badly want to, but I'm not going to. Not sure exactly how if you can just go onto a credit stick and tell the money where to go. I'm actually not sure how that works. I don't know, and it's not important. Not really. It's just like transfers the money to her phone and then sends it. Out. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, she, she takes two credit sticks and rubs them together as we all look with like you know just shaking our heads. <laughs> Starts the fire. That's that's not how that works. No, that's right. It's either a yes or a no. You do it or you don't do it. Did you do it? I Yes, I did it. Okay, so is it limited to like doing what we just did? Is it limited to jumping into a... a, a... Sorry, you're getting a little robot on my end. Yeah, same here. Give a second to let it clear up. Hey, you're just trying to speak Chuck's natural language. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I think at this point we could be, you know, driving everybody to their, their various destinations. I can drop Chuck off and Mike back at his subdivision. And, you know, Boz at presumably the National Forest. Just to be clear, all of our vehicles are in one parking lot. So that whole uh, We're, we're, we're going to edit all that shit like, out. We're going to edit it all out. Mary Sue got out of the van and we we're like, everyone else, wait. We're going to have a long conversation. We're gonna edit we're gonna, we're gonna, no, we all parked in different places, it turns out. Just, just <laughs> let it, let it have, don't, 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 don't find our own continuity errors. I continually see RC trying to off at each of our houses, and we're looking at it like, what are you doing? We did. What are you doing, <laughs> RC? Uh, just call your car on grid guide. Duh. Oh shit! Counter owned. I wonder if my dirt bike has it. I, I assume your dirt bike. You have to like pull a cable to make it go. I honestly, it's, te- <laughs> it's technically not a dirt bike, but I think of it as one. It's like a cheap motorcycle with some off-road capability. <laughs> it like a two-stroke. Yeah. <laughs> it is definitely a two-stroke. 100%. Um, anything else you guys want to cover? There, there goes the richest asshole on a two-stroke. <laughs> As he oh, good. The question I have then is, you're just bringing your family? Yep, you that's us? who the invitations are for. I'm presuming that's what she needs to talk to. No, that's fine. I was curious as to how that was going to go. And we can talk a little bit about how that goes later on. Man, I got counter 
shit stirred. I'm confused. You thought he'd bring us too? Uh, I thought, so my thought was like, oh, this will be great. She'll invite Michael and three others. And then Mary Sue will be like, well, fine. I don't want to go see her anyway. <laughs> Mary Sue's not even there. Um, but no, it's fine. I had another thing to talk to him about involving his family anyway, which will make sense for them showing up at LaFace and having a conversation with Morgana. So wait, who's going? His family. It's okay. His family. okay. I was trying to be an asshole and make him choose out of you guys who was going to come. <laughs> and uh that seems to seems to work. Seems to have not worked out. To quote a movie, I think you underestimate my sneakiness, sir. As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh, tell your friends. You know, that's the easiest way to, to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to drone on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vadamikis and for use with the Without a Net podcast. The Tops Company Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph, sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever.